I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. How bad did you want this win tonight? It ain't nothing. I want more. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. <sighs> the three-point bouncing boy, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, I'm sorry to disappoint. Uh, I've had somebody tweet me already and said, we're ready for fire, Isaac, and I'm like sad Isaac right now. Oh, we are so ready for fiery Isaac. I, this is why it's sad, Isaac. And I just told Nick this, but for the longest time, I've just been locked in my brain that we're playing the Clippers and that we're set. We're gonna land a seven. We're gonna play the Clippers. It's just where it's at. I've just everything about it. And for the very first time, was in the second half, and we had the lead for a bit. I'm like, dang, here we are. So for a quarter, I allowed myself to finally reach that moment that. We're just like, we could pull this game off and win Thursday and not play the Clippers. And I was already going like through my head. We're going, we could make it to the second round. I allowed myself to go down that, that path and then to see it taken away in that fashion by a combination of things. I don't want to discredit what Dame did because Dame is just on a whole different level right now. But there were some very bad calls at the end of the game too that we'll definitely talk about today. And it was just, I'm just, it's sad Isaac right now. That's where I'm at. Isaac got excited. He got his hopes up, and now his hopes have been Dame dashed. Shut up, Nick. Fiery Isaac is always genuine. I want to be. I want to be very clear about that to our listeners that Fiery Isaac yes. doesn't just. He doesn't just conjure that up. I sometimes have yeah. conjured up fiery things that have not necessarily been genuine. Isaac is always genuine. I just want to be very clear about that. So when you get Fire Isaac, that's why it's special. And this is not one of those times, apparently. On today's show, we're going to break down the Mavericks 131 to 134 loss to the Blazers in regular time. I mean, not even overtime. <laughs> that was 134 to 131. Um, obviously, you've heard already, Damian Lillard, 61 points. Eight assists, five boards, 18 of 18 from the free throw line. A Dwayne Wade-esque 18 of 18 from the free throw line. Hit nine of his 17 threes. Hit a whole bunch of shots inside the paint that uh, were right around Porzingis. We'll talk about that for sure. Damian Lillard uh, was a plus eight. The other three st- other three starters besides Melo, CJ McCollum was a minus 25, minus 12 for Nurkic, and a minus 14 for Zach Collins. Uh, and Carmelo was plus 12. Uh, man, it was just a very strange... Who had the worst plus minus for the Mavs? The plus minus for the Mavs, they did not have bad plus minus at all. So the, the worst one was Justin Jackson with minus 12. Maxi was minus 10. Uh, Boban was minus 7. He only played 7 minutes. Justin Jackson only played 7 minutes too, by the way. Luka was minus 3. Uh, Tim Hardaway was minus 2. Everyone else was positive. So that that right there shows you how close it really was going back and forth. And, uh, yeah, this is, it was a wild game. We're going to break it all down. We're going to talk all about it and, uh, and get into it. So let's, I guess let's start with the end here. So it's another clutch loss for the Mavericks, another clutch game for the Mavericks. But I, I want to mention this because this is, I think, one of the things that we do on this podcast the best is put this all into context. Okay, 
You're the Dallas Mavericks. This is not an excuse for the way that they lost the game. You're the Dallas Mavericks. You do not need this game. It would be nice to have this game to move up in the standings, but according to Carlisle sitting everybody yesterday against the Jazz, right? That they're not trying to win all these games, and the seeding is not their highest priority at the moment. And so they don't necessarily need this game. The Blazers come in and they need this game. They need this ad. They need this real bad. They come in. Damian Lillard puts up 61 points. Uh, all these free throws. He, sh- he shoots 18 free throws. All these calls going against Porzingis gets fouled out on this BS call. All this weird stuff. The end of the game. You know, all this stuff happens to the, to the Mavericks. They're, they're, all these things are going against them. And the Mavericks stuck in this game, and they matched the intensity of the Blazers. And I just thought that, that was commendable. I was I was satisfied with how hard the Mavericks played. I think there's definitely some technical things that they could clear up, but I was at least happy with the way that the Mavericks came out and competed and played, right? You know, a lot of times they, they rise or shrink to the level of their opponent, and I think this was another instance of that, but they at least rose to that level, even though the Blazers had their backs against the walls and the Mavericks didn't. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think Dallas definitely, I mean, they had a chance to move up. Anytime when you can pass up playing the Clippers, it, it's definitely a big deal. And um, they definitely uh, had that chance today. But, yeah, but I was in the same way encouraged that the Mavericks, like, stuck in this game because it was, I mean, I guess eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Dame had 34 points. And Dame was just, like, cooking the whole game. But he had hit, like, two or three threes in a row. And it honestly felt like the Mavs were down, like, 20. Yes. And they were like they kept it within, like, eight, seven, eight, nine points there, during that whole run. I'm like, dang, like, we kept – like, we never let Portland go go up by a ton. And then they came back and took the lead. The Mavs did. I'm like, let's go. Like, we're kind of withstanding this Damian Lillard run here. And despite him having 61, I mean, I know CJ had a bad game. CJ's not always going to have a bad game like that. But still, 61-point game from Dame, and they could have very well won this game. So I was happy with that. Yesterday, I made an appearance on the Mavs uh, podcast with Bobby, um, the Mavs Daily one. And at the very end, he asked me my prediction for what would happen in this game. And I I mentioned this because I got very, very close. And I said, like, it's going to be in like the 130s, 140s. Mavs <laughs> win. I was like, but Porzingis is going to have more points than Luka. He's going to have 35 points and hit six threes. Oh, dang. And he had 36 points and he hit seven threes. And it was in the 130s, 140s. And obviously we, we lost. But I wanted to shout out Porzingis in this because – I thought, especially in that first quarter, man, I, I think, man, he looks so dang good. And, I mean, he was asking a post game about was this the best. I think it was by Saad, yeah. uh, our friend Saad and from The Athletic, and asked him if this was his best overall game so far. And he, and he was like, uh, he's like, I think he, he admitted that it was one of his best overall games as a Maverick. But that's the encouraging thing. If you go back to, like, yeah, Portland came into this game. Their main objective right now is to make the playoffs. They have to. Dallas has already secured that. You obviously would love to move up in the seedings, but your number one goal right now, above everything, if you're Dallas, is to go into the playoffs healthy. And that's why I think we could possibly see some Mavericks setting out on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. The Mavericks, by the way, let's do this before we, we uh, move on to something else. The Mavericks are locked into the seventh seed, right? This They can't move up. They can't, you know, obviously can't move down or anything like that. They're locked into the seventh seed now with that loss to Portland. So that sucks. But they're not locked into their opponent. 
The Clippers and the Nuggets are the Clippers are right now in the second spot. If everything stayed the way that it is, the, the Mavericks will play the Clippers in the first round. The Clippers and Nuggets both have two games left. The Nuggets are a game and a half behind the Clippers, and the Nuggets and the Clippers play today. As you're listening to this on Wednesday, they play at at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's going to be on. Uh, ESPN. So I'll definitely be watching that game. We'll watch that game. We'll wait for that game to be over to record tomorrow's pod, I believe. So uh, that uh, that game is huge for who the Mavericks play. Because if the, the Nuggets win that game, they're only a half game behind the Clippers. And then that final game that those both that both those teams play is, is massive. Yeah, I think we're going to see what Denver, uh, who they want to face, really. Right. Uh, it's, 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 the duck the, it's the duck the Mavericks game. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> tomorrow, honestly, I mean, today. You, it looks like Utah could be angling for that sixth spot. And, uh, I mean, we saw what Utah, I mean, what Denver did against the Lakers a few nights ago, in which they yeah. set all their main starters, and Lakers pulled out that game. So they could be angling for Utah. Even Porzingis said after the game tonight against the Blazers, saying, hey, it looks like we're going to play the Clippers. So I'm just assuming that at this point. I do want to say this, and this is just crazy to think about when it comes to seeding. There's a very, very good chance. I mean, Dallas is locked into the seventh spot right now, but there's a very good chance Portland lands in the eighth seed. This game, honestly, one of the best games, if not the best game of the bubble so far tonight, Portland and Dallas. Everybody's tweeting. Like, it was an incredible game. That's your seventh and eighth seeds in the Western <laughs> Conference, guys. Like, those two teams. And meanwhile, you look across to the east, we got the Nets and the Magic. Yeah, seven, Nets seven and, and Magic. Seed. It's like what a difference, you know, in the conferences right there. Of where would what would Portland and Dallas, the seven and eight seeds in the West, what would they do in the Eastern Conference right now? Like what? How? Like could they very well make a you know conference finals run in the Eastern <laughs> Conference? Like it's just crazy to think about both conferences. But that's what LeBron had his whole career. So. <laughs> Sorry, oh, we can keep oh, okay, on okay, okay, okay. And now he claims no, the not. number one seed in the Western Conference. He doesn't get credit for it. All right, I know, never mind. All right, coming I mean, up, he has a top five player in the league. <laughs> we're gonna talk more about this game. Oh, and Kyrie's not anymore. Oh, apparently Kyrie sucks now. Kyrie LeBron's gone. Very player. convenient. Very convenient. All right, coming up, we're gonna get into more of this game. Porzingis had an awesome game. We're gonna break down his game all the way from the 16 points in the first quarter, 14 points in the third quarter, all the way through the foul out. So we'll talk all about that. But before we do, Isaac, start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes or less axios today host nyla Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and isaac harris say it with me sports are back 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 isaac not ex- not exactly as excited about sports being back after this game but there's still more games to be had there's still more stuff we've been waiting for all this since March the NBA come back uh, MLB is back NHL is going into their playoffs all this stuff there's still potentially maybe some college football games happening we'll see about that my bookie has all the up to minute odds on your favorite teams at the start of Major League Baseball and the continuation of that into the playoffs there's never been a better time to start playing with my bookie it's easy you bet you win they pay go to mybookie.com and if you're feeling good about your team's chances this year, be sure to check out MyBookie's World Series future bets. Nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them to go win the big one. Why even stop at baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future, and it's that case... 
basketball, hockey, football, all that stuff that's coming up. You can bet on anything on MyBookie. MyBookie is already accepting bets on your favorite games. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today and MyBookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss in a free MLB future wager of $10. All you have to do is enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA when signing up. That's promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Remember, MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the game that Christoph Porzingis had because I thought it was significant, and we, you know, we mentioned this, potentially one of the best games he's played. Uh, 36 points for him, six boards, two blocks for him. Uh, you mentioned seven of nine from three. He was 12 of 17 from the floor and five of six from the free throw line. Just an incredible, you know, pretty much overall game. You, you'd maybe want some more boards, but other than that, I mean, scoring-wise, he was just he was awesome in this game. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes we've seen in the past KP kind of struggle against uh, really big centers, like the ones that like to get underneath the rim and uh, create their space. And because he is, I mean, despite bulking up and losing some of the muscle and all the stuff we talked about his weight, he, he gets pushed around a little bit sometimes by these bigger centers. But Nurkic only had six points tonight, and he fouled out in the game. Uh, KP kept him away from the rim. I mean, KP was out. They had Zach Collins on him a decent amount. You know, Nurkic. Uh, was guarding, I think, Finney Smith in a corner uh, at different times. But tonight, I mean, I think Tim McMahon tweeted this after or during the game when KP hit a couple threes again. And going back to a past quote from Rick Carlisle saying, Porzingis is the future of the five position. And, I mean, that's just – I mean, in an ideal world, every team wants that at their five. But that's why he's the unicorn because you don't get the shot-blocking presence that he brings – and you don't get the offense. Now, notice I said shot blocking presence because if we're going to cast some blame tonight, I know we want to. We're doing like, hey, he had a great game. He did get torched. Yeah, shooting wise, I, we I did yes, specify yes. that he did had a great game shooting wise, and maybe this is why Porzingis didn't say, yeah, that was the best game I've played. Yeah, and so so that. Yeah, shooting-wise, offensively, this is what you can – I mean, Luka had 25, and it still felt like he left so much on the floor, like offensively, that he could have – you know, he had more than that. And uh, even to play a KP fouled out on – I mean, that was bull crap. I mean, I I, I, I said in a moment – I didn't. are we going to walk through any of these final – Yeah, we're going to go through all the, the last three minutes or okay. so. But offensively, yes, KP killed it tonight. I feel like every shot that he was going to – he put up, it was going in. And when KP's humming like that – and then you can get Luca doing what he do. I mean, they can offensively match anybody in the league. That's why it wasn't an offensive problem tonight. I mean, that that wasn't the thing. It's Even not. It like never going is. down the free throws, people talking about free throws, like 27-33, it's still 81%. Like, I get that they missed six free throws, but I'm not even that mad about free throws. They shot 45% from, from three tonight, 20. They hit 23s. Like, so offensively, I don't have a big problem with it. It's just... And I don't even have a big problem with how they defended Dame because Dame's just like in a whole different planet right now. It's it's like fundamental defense stuff. Like that was the that was the part that sometimes it just doesn't seem the energy is there defensively and they got too many layups at the rim. When when teams are getting layups at the rim, that that's where I have issues. I don't have issues with Dame hitting 30 footers. It's layups at the rim that really get frustrating. Yes, and that's exactly what happened. Porzingis got scored on so many times in the pick and roll. They would any any whoever yes. Porzingis was guarding, whether it was Nurkic or Collins or whoever, would come up and screen for Lillard's man, and then all of a sudden they're switching. Lillard had that that how many times did he score on that corkscrew play? You know where he oh. go, drives baseline, he gets around the rim, uses the rim as a defender, right, and then scores basically with his his body contorted. 
I mean, he scored on that probably four or five times in this game, and then a couple times KP fouled him on that, and that's what that's what you know accumulated to Porzingis fouling out at the end. That last play shouldn't have been Porzingis fouling out if he had played some better defense uh, and maybe stepped out on Lillard or done something else, or if the Mavericks had made an adjustment. But I mean, Dame is also just—I mean, <laughs> it's so hard yeah. to guard him like that. But Porzingis did not defend him well off of those pick and rolls at all, and the Mavericks didn't really change their approach to that. Uh, they did, however. They did, however, uh, iced Porzingis, which means to drop back into the paint on some of these pick and rolls, and that's why Dame was getting going early, was he was hitting all these threes because they were not going over the screen. They were going under the screen, or they uh, were dropping the the center on all these pick and rolls, which is just, I mean, I don't understand that move at all. Maybe that was a decision that they made, or maybe they they expected... I mean, even... No, I was going to say, even Van Gundy pointed that out. And I watched the TNT broadcast instead of the local one uh, today since I'm in Kentucky. And, you know, Van Gundy and they were talking about it and saying, man, they, they have to come up on these screens because, I mean, it felt like it, in my mind, I know it probably wasn't this, but in my mind it felt like they had like 12 straight possessions in pick and roll and they were just torching <laughs> the Mavs every time. Either, like, either oh way, right? Gosh, we- he would he would yes. dro- he would drop back. Porzingis would drop back, and Lillard would splash a three in his face. Or Porzingis would step up in the pick and roll, and, he and Dame would drive past him and do that corkscrew like layup under the rim. I mean, it was really pick your poison with that, and they really needed to change. You know, it was funny that at the end of the game, Porzingis fouls out, and Van Gundy was like, "This actually might be better for the Mavericks because Maxi's going to be able to defend Porzingis, <laughs> to defend Lillard better off the off the pick and roll." It's like actually, you know, that's kind of a good point. They don't have offense but the defense might be a little bit better uh Damian Lillard though we I mean we have to give all the credit in the world you know we'll talk about the suspect you know referee calls and all that stuff but he still came up big hit big shots uh he 17 of 32 from the floor 9 of 17 from three again 18 of 18 from the free throw line and uh worldwide Wob tracked his last you know all the the points that the Blazers scored in the last nine minutes and 23 seconds of the game so Lillard checks in with nine minutes and twenty three seconds left in the fourth, and it was. Let's see if I have the score in front of me. Uh, it was like a hundred and one to a hundred, something like that. It was like pretty pretty close to that, like hundred and three or whatever. Uh, it, the Mavericks were up though. Damian Lillard free throw, free throw, free throw, free throw, free throw, free throw, free throw. Damian Lillard three free throw, free throw. Damian Lillard assists to a mellow three. Nurkic scores two points. Dame Dame scores two. Dame free throw, Dame free throw, three, Dame assists on a mellow three, Dame hits another three, Dame loaded assist to Hassan Whiteside, that two-point dunk that he had, CJ McCollum hits two free throws. Like That's how they scored all their points down the stretch, and it was just anytime Lillard was touched on any type of movement, any type of drive, any type of jumper, he was getting, he was getting calls, and that got a little frustrating. But he's just—I mean—he's just on another level, and he just, you know, willed them to this win. And you can go listen to his interview after the game. I mean, it was—it was intense, yeah. right? It was like an awesome interview. It's exactly what you want to hear your star player say after a game like that. And you just have to give all the props to him. He was—he was maybe assisted by the referees a little bit, but he willed them to this one. Yeah, I mean, it's tough watching something like that because I love Dame. And same, it's like, same. dang, it's freaking happening. It's my freaking team. And I mean, I love everything. I love his demeanor. I love what he brings to the team and the city. It's kind of like Dirk esque in a way. It is. Of, it really is. I think even in a way, I feel loyalty to other franchise players who stay with one team their whole career because 
we've lived it as Mavs fans in Dallas and like seeing Dirk stay his whole career. And it's like, dang, like you don't see people like kind of like when we've talked about when Kobe retired with the Lakers and everything like that. So I love seeing what Dame's doing in Portland. And man, he's just, he's on it. I feel bad for the Suns a little bit because Dame's going to win this bubble MVP over Booker. And I think he will. And oh, yeah, Suns, but he had back to back 50 point games. Yeah, I mean, at 61, and then, you know, they have another game, too, which he's probably going to go off in. If they make the playoffs, and even if the Suns go 8-0 in the seedings game, seeding games and they don't make it in, uh, they're probably going to give you know, Dame, even though the Suns would have probably put up a banner for the uh, Booker MVP of the bubble. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But it, but it just shows. I mean, this Portland team. I, I tweeted out uh, towards the end of the game. I said, "These are you know, like, how many teams were rooting for the Mavericks during this game? I mean, the Spurs, the Suns, the Grizzlies, and then probably the Lakers too. And I put the Lakers in that because not that I think that Portland's going to go in and beat the Lakers. I hope they do. Y'all know I hope they do. <laughs> but I've said all along, I think Portland would give them a six game series, and I think some people even. Uh, Fans themselves would would probably agree that this could be a longer series too now, and uh, some people out there are already like predicting Portland would beat them like straight out. And I'm not there. I, I, I'm not there yet. I would love there would nothing be nothing more. I would love to see in these playoffs. Than I would to have see to Portland. take a week off the podcast. I think I just, y'all I'm y'all just, don't even know what Lockdown Mavs would be like if Portland <laughs> the night that Portland beats the Lakers, we would have. I would. I promise y'all, an emergency pod. If oh, Portland no. beats the Lakers in round one, I would just make pod. I would just make sighing noises. I think <laughs> I don't even oh. know if I'd be able to talk. Uh, yeah, no. The, the other thing is, I should have said this about this Portland team. This team should not be fighting for an eighth spot, right? This team, if everyone is healthy during the season, this team is a legit playoff team. I think they're better than Utah at full strength, right? I think they're better than the Thunder yeah. at po- full strength. Uh, and even sometimes better than the Rockets were. Like this team should be up there with them. They went to the Western Conference Finals last year, and they're back at you know full strength. They have Gary Trent Jr. that didn't necessarily play that well in this game, but he's been a revelation for them. Melo's really hitting shots and absolutely destroyed Justin Jackson anytime he was in the game. Uh, but this team shouldn't be there either. So like this team going into the season, we assumed would be so much better than the Mavericks too, right? Like this, this should be one of those games where we're like, ah, you know, the Ma- Mavericks are still growing and learning and, but they still had a chance to win. So coming up, we're going to get into more about this game and talk about the, the uh, clutch stuff down the stretch and exactly what went wrong for the Mavericks. Talk about all that coming up. Mm. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of this game. Um, Okay, so let's just go to the last three minutes or so. So three minutes to go. Luka has an and-one drive. Nurkic fouls out. Uh, Dame hits an incredible bouncing three right after that uh, where he just took it 35 feet. I mean, 34 feet. It was way out there. And then it bounced off the back iron, went so high the camera didn't even see it and bounced right back in. Some people were saying that 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 three, you know, bounced off the shot clock a little bit. May have. I don't think it did. May I don't have. Think it did. May have. But I just remember sitting in my mom's house as I'm visiting family, saying, "Oh my god!" <laughs> That's all I said. Dame hits a three. Uh, I think the score is tied again. Go back down the other. Go back down the court. Maxi hits a three off of a Luca, you know, driving kick. Mavericks are up three. Then Melo hits a three on the other end from a from a. Dame this was an insane assist. stretch. Like this was just wild. It was so her. It was so like the game was so stop and start with all these fouls and all these fouls and then this stretch right here with about three minutes to go was so so awesome just back and forth threes so Mello hits a three 
tie game. Luka gets an offensive rebound, kicks back out to KP, and he hits a three. Mavericks are up three again. Uh, and then, with a minute 18 left, the Mavericks are it's, it's tied up, 130 to 130. Kristaps Porzingis is backing down and posting up on Gary Trent Jr. Kristaps Porzingis puts his one hand behind his back to cr- sort of try to like get his balance a little bit, get his bearings, and his hand goes inside of Gary Trent Jr. Jer- his jersey like very slightly. Gary Trent Jr. then like grabs onto his arm. They both fall down. An offensive foul is called on Porzingis, and that was his sixth foul. They challenge the call, and they say it's unsuccessful. They say it was an offensive foul, and Porzingis initiated the contact. It was one of the softest... <laughs> Like, like this shouldn't happen, right? Like this is this is not what fouls are supposed to be about, right? You don't just foul out a superstar player in a close game like this. Like, what advantage is he really getting just by like going back and and touching Gary Trent Jr. on this post up, right? He's already he already has an advantage over. It. I just don't understand this call. And I think that if we're gonna be subjective on calls like this, if Dame can get all these calls where it's just like barely touching, then. Yeah. I think that this should should not have been a call on Porzingis. And and to come out of a challenge and still not reverse that, like you're going to foul out one of the stars of the game on that call. Do we really think some insert star name is going to Kawhi, LeBron, or whoever, Giannis would foul out on a, on a play like that? That's the dumbest thing ever. And I, I thought that that call was going to piss me off more than anything at the end of this game. But then the ref said, hold my beer for, you know, the, the Trey Burke thinking that he was a freaking fullback or something, which is, but it's like two, two flops by the Blazers in this that I feel like KP just got kind of taken advantage of because of how tall he was. And it's like, oh, this guy, you know, Gary Trent Jr. is so much shorter than him. He's just, hey, I'm just going to fall down and hope I get to call because if I fall down or don't fall down, the dude's just going to score right over me either way. So I thought they were going to reverse it and say it was Gary Trent Jr. pulling the chair out, right? They always do that pulling the chair out move. That's exactly what I thought they were going to reverse it to, and they didn't. So it was unsuccessful. As soon as it happened, I I literally yelled at my TV and said, challenge that, challenge that, Rick. And I thought it was guaranteed overturned, and they said no. And, I mean, I was just floored. Like, in a tight game like that, to to foul him out, too, on top of it, I was just... But, hey, I can't wait for the last two-minute report because that will mean something. Oh, I know. It's going to happen again. Get ready. Just be ready. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet it out because that's what I do. I just I tweet out what, what happens, and uh, everyone's going to be mad about it tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, so then uh, Porzingis fouls out. Minute 18 to go. Tied 130-130. Damian Lillard hits Whiteside off of the pick and roll with uh, you know, a bucket, and he scores a dunk. Maxi, I don't think, defended that very well at all either. I think no. he was thrown off by Dame as well. Uh, it was a lot It was a lot like those plays against the Clippers where they're just so worried about those wings and about the ball handler that they forget about Zubac, right? It was exactly the same kind of play as that. So the Blazers go up by two. Luka gets fouled on a drive with 40 seconds left. He drives right at some, uh, Whiteside, I think, gets fouled on it. He goes and misses his first free throw. Hits the second one. So the Mavericks are now... Uh, Everybody freak out. Why is Luka at the pool tomorrow? He should be working free... Get out down by one. By the way, Luka only missed two free throws, right? So uh, he was he was uh, seven of nine from the free throw line. Then go back down the other way. Ma- Mavericks are down one. Lillard hits a step back... Or, or misses a step back mid-range jumper, which I thought was very strange that he took that. Down the other end. Mavericks are down one. 20 seconds left. And Trey Burke comes on like an end around. On the baseline. Crazy pass by Luca with a game on the line, too. Like. Curls, curls around 
and runs into Lillard. Lillard completely flops on the play. Just abs. I mean, if they were still doing fines for flops, I think this would be, you know, this would, this would definitely like qualify for that. But Rick said after the game, I mean, like Rick said that he looked over to his assistants and, you know, all the assistants there, there, there in the bubble with the iPads, because that, that's what happens when a play happens now with the technology, it's not looking at the jumbotron anymore. They have assistants there in the bubble, in arenas, when they're in arenas, they're watching the game on the iPad. And so when a play happens, they're seeing it on the iPad, and that's when the head coaches look back at the assistants. Rick looks back at Mike Shad or whoever it is that has the iPad and says, hey, what should I do? Then they relay it to him. It's kind of like a coordinator or something in football. And he, he even said after the game, he said, I looked over to assistants, and they told me, they all said, hey, it's a flop. And it's like... And they couldn't challenge it because they were unsuccessful in the Porzingis yeah. backdown, which they had to challenge because, first of all, it was a BS call, but second of all, Porzingis fouled out, and you don't want that to happen. So on this play, though, Luca has Mello on him. He drives into the lane. Trey Burke is running baseline, and he he gets the ball. He makes the right read because Dorian Finney-Smith is all by himself in, that, in the strong side corner. He passes out to him, and then, like, he doesn't even run into him. Like he, just, like Trey Burke just sort of like runs in the direction of Damian Lillard, and then Lillard falls down on it. Dorian hits the three. By the way, clutch, a clutch three, three. Oh clutch gosh, three, yes. and the Mavericks would have gone up by two then, uh, but they call it an offensive foul instead. They go to the other end, and uh, and then CJ they have to foul CJ McCollum because there's four seconds left. He hits both the free throws, and that's the end of the game. So it came down oh, no, to no, 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 don't, don't, do not gloss over Tim Hardaway's three point attempt, uh, trying to be Vince Carter in the corner. <laughs> that's true. They, I mean, they did I, have I will, a chance. I will, I will say to give him credit, he did catch it with a lot of momentum. And he was just flying to the corner. I saw Chris <laughs> Vernon of the Ringer and like Grizzlies guy. He tweeted after the game said, "Was that like the worst game time a- attempt three that we've ever seen?" And I, it's not that bad. Uh, I think he was he was semi open. He was just going so fast, and he shot it at such a weird angle, leaning so far. And yeah, I mean, he hit the side of the backboard and stuff too. But um, that was game, and I was really frustrated. <laughs> It was a frustrating game uh, towards the end. The Mavericks did play with a lot of heart, though. You got to give it to them. But that's the end. The Mavericks are stuck at the seventh seed. We'll be back with more post game after the Suns game. We'll be back with another podcast uh, for Thursday as well before the game. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.